glad you got a place to go to. Amen. I tell you what, I'm glad that we got a shelter. Amen. We got a, a, a rock. I believe it's the, the rock. Amen. That, that was uh, in the wilderness, you know, there with the children of Israel. Rock tonight. Amen. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. I tell you, I enjoyed all the, the songs and uh, the music and the, you know, you're a talented bunch of uh, young people and, and I'm glad to see, I'm real proud to see that you're taking those talents and using it for the Lord. Amen. And, uh, you know, I just being here in service last night and uh, the pool and uh, see the young people just entering in and, um, you know what, I'm proud to be identified with this group of young people and uh, the, the young people around this message, I tell you, there just ain't no better. And, and so um, we're just uh, really happy to be here and honored to be here. How many appreciates uh, your youth leaders? And, um, you know, the, there's people that make a, a lot of sacrifices and, and they spend their money and they, you know, give of their time and they do these things and make things like this available to you. And I, how many appreciates that? I mean, let's give them a hand tonight. Um, we, uh, we sure appreciate Brother Joe and Brother Rob. And, you know, I was going to, I don't know if Mike, Michael Bailey's anywhere around, but I need to talk to him because there's been about 75 kids come ask me for money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Ain't, <laughs> I'm sure glad they didn't because I didn't bring none with me. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm, uh, we appreciate. It. I thought that was a good illustration he used there last night, and and uh, it just goes to show you the power of suggestion, you know. And just uh, you know, that's exactly the tactics of the enemy. And so we just want to remember that tonight. Amen. How many would have a need tonight? You just want to make it known by an uplifted hand. We just want to go to the Lord tonight, and as we pray, let's just lift those things up before the Lord. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity that you've given us to come and just gather together tonight. And, and Lord, uh, we look out and we see this group of young people. And, and Lord, as we've said already, we're so proud, Lord, to, to see God that, Lord, uh, you know, as your prophet said, every generation gets a chance at the word. And Lord, when I look out and I see this generation of, of young people and and Lord, I see what they're doing with their chance. Lord, I'm certainly proud to be identified with that. And Lord, we're so thankful, God, that you've given, given us this time. And Lord, to come together and Lord, and have fellowship with one another. And, and Lord, they've enjoyed themselves and there's other activities and things that they'll continue to do. But, but God, these, these, this is a special moment now, Lord, where we come Lord, into the sanctuary, and Lord, we're looking into your word, and, and Lord, we just ask God that you would just come, and, and Lord, that you would be, Lord, not an onlooker tonight, or just an unseen guest, Lord, or a recording angel, but, but God, we're inviting you to take preeminence in this service, and we want you to have an active part, Lord, and Lord, we want you to speak to us, Lord, and Lord, I pray that you would anoint lips of clay and anoint our hearts, Lord, to, Lord, to receive and our ears to hear. And Lord, because we know, God, that, Lord, you alone, it would take you to actually change a life. Lord, we, could, we can only yield ourselves to you, but, Lord, we're so limited in what we could do as men. But, 
Lord, we know, Lord, what your power can do. And Lord, therefore, we're asking you to come. We're inviting you to come. And Lord, we're not only inviting you to come, but Lord, we're giving you the preeminence. And so God, just have your way in this service. Speak to us, God, as we commit ourselves into your hands now. And we give this service to you for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you take your Bibles, we'll turn to the book of Matthew. And uh, I'd like to read one verse there. And then I'd also read, uh, it's Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 17. Just one verse of scripture there. And then also from the book of John, John chapter 6. And I'll read verse um, 66. Matthew chapter 4. And the 17th verse. The Bible says, From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. In the book of John, in the 6th chapter, in the 66th verse, And from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him. Or, I'm sorry, walked no more with him. Amen. This, of course, is just after Jesus had begun to say unto them, except a man, um, you know, eat my flesh and drink my blood, he have no life. And, and then, you know, the multitudes begin to walk away. And... I think that is striking there. It says, from that time, see, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Amen. May God add his blessings as you're seated tonight. I'd like to um, just take a few minutes and I'm going to speak to you. Um, uh, just um, got some things that's uh, on her heart. and um, I want to speak to you. If I had a title, it would be from that time. And of course, we know Brother Branham spoke uh, many times. He would take the uh, the title uh, and take the text there and and preach. Um, he, uh, you know, sometimes he would title and from that time or from that time. And and so, um, you know, I believe that some of these simple things that that the prophet would say. You know, brother brother Daryl, uh, some of the sermons that Brother Branham would preach over and over and over. You know, to to some, it may seem like it's simple, but I believe that if a, if a prophet of God that was sent to an age thought enough about it to, to preach it, not just to preach it, but to preach it over again, I believe that there's got to be something in it that God's trying to, to, uh, to speak to us. And, and so I'd like to just look at some of these things tonight. And, and so I'm going to read a few quotes out of the sermon and from that time and some several different places. But Brother Brown would say, um, he, in, there in 1959 in Jeffersonville, he said, you know, as, as human beings, we all think of things from a certain time, such and such a thing has taken place. And from that time, see, and now many times you meet an old man or an old woman and they like to refer back to a time that something had taken place and they can, can distinctively mark it out and say it was at that time, see. And now I suppose that there's practically all of us here tonight could call to uh, memory 
or to a remembrance of certain things that's taken place at certain times. And from, from that time, something changed, see. Such a, such a thing, and it happened at that time. And from that time on, it was different. And it's a good thing that we can, can. And some of those memories of things that we think of as worthy things that changed. And then there's some things that's not so worthy of thinking of. But see, he's trying to show us that there was a time that it, that it changed. There was a time, there was something even, uh, you know, maybe there was a, a, a certain situation or a certain thing that happened. And it's something that you can always go back to and remember. And, you know, it, it's like a... Um, you know, a place that, uh, uh, you know, you can always mark it that that was the time that, that things began. That's where it started. I'll just put it like that. That's where it started at. And so Brother Bram would say, he said, there's a time where you start. See, yes, there was a time when all this stuff started. There was a time when death started. That's uh, when Eve was strolling one day down through the Garden of Eden and met Satan. And what did Brother Bram say? He said, so he's showing you that, that, you know, it, it started there in the Garden of Eden, but Brother Brown said, when did it start? It started when Eve stopped. Amen. He, let me just read it the way he said it. He said, many are like Eve. Eve just stopped long enough to be deceived. If she hadn't have stopped, there had never been no deceiving, see? But Eve stopped, and when she stopped, that's where she got her deceiving instead of pressing on. Amen. There in the greatest battle ever fought, he said, if Satan can get through there, he's talking about through the, the, the channels of, uh, uh, of your uh, five senses and the five senses of your spirit even, which we know is uh, reason and conscience and memory, uh, imaginations and so forth. Amen. And Brother, and Brother Bram said, if Satan can get through there by the these and, 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 and through the conscience and all these other things. And he gets right down there in the mind now. And if he can just get you, uh, uh, then, then you, and then you have to let him in. Brother Brown said, you have to let him in. You see, amen. He's coming with a thought, amen, but you have to let him in. Amen. And then he says, and then when he gets in, now he's got control. And then what does he do? He begins to use the conscience. He begins to use this. He begins to use the outlet. See, what is it? Of taste, feel, smell, hear, imaginations, conscience, memory, reasons, affections. He begins to use all those different little channels. And as long as he could get, uh, uh, get in above this one here, then he's coming to your mind. And first, you have to accept it. Amen, amen. When, it, when Satan walked up to Eve and said, you know, the fruit is pleasant, she stopped for a moment, see? And that's where she made her mistake. Amen, when she stopped for a moment, don't you stop for nothing. You got a message. Jesus lives. God is a healer. That's the message. Don't you stop for nothing. Don't stop for no reason or nothing else. Amen. But see, she stopped for a moment and that's when Satan walked right into that mind and said, well, it sounds reasonable. Amen. Now, oh, don't do that. Amen. You just take what God said. Amen. If I could encourage you with anything tonight. Amen. You just take what God said. Amen. Don't you stop for nothing. Don't you amen, even listen. Amen, don't you even uh, uh, entertain, amen, the devil's thoughts. Can you say amen? Amen, don't, amen, make this mistake to stop because, amen, watch what Brother Bram's saying. Amen, it started when she stopped. 
Amen. That's where it started. Amen. You know, I was thinking about this and amen. I'm just going to mention it. I'll come back around to it. But Brother Bannon went in to pray. Amen. It, it, you know, they were having a meeting and there was a, there was a lot of bad cases there. And some of them was, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, insane and so forth. He said some of them was even in straight jackets. They couldn't even bring them in the public. So they had a, a place set aside. And Brother Bannon went in there to pray. And when he ran in there, there was a, a, a young lady in there. And she began to talk to Brother Bannon. He didn't even recognize that she had a problem, but she began to talk to Brother Branham and, and she began to tell him a, a little bit about her situation. And, and when she did, she said, you know, I was raised in a good home and I, I, I was raised by good parents and, you know, and, and I was taught right from wrong. She said, but one day I went out with a boy, you know, and, 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 and against her parents' wishes, she, she began to go out with this boy and, and she begins to tell him how it all started. And, and she said, you know, uh, she took a drink and, and, and it just started right there. Just, amen, look, friends, amen, it, it all started with one bad decision. Amen, just one little drink and amen, and, and it didn't end there, but amen, it just continued right on until that girl was in such a shape that she was in an insane institution. Amen, listen, amen, I'm telling you, there ain't no end to the depths of Satan. Amen, and the devil will take you, amen, further than you ever wanna go. Amen, but it all starts somewhere. It just starts with, with one drink or, or one look or, amen, just one touch or one bad decision. Amen, you see, one time that you ignore, amen, your parents and, and you ignore, amen, good instructions. And that's where it starts right there. And then from that time, see, something begin to change. Like Brother Brown talked about a man that lied all the time. And he said, he said, I thought he was joking. He said he told such crazy stories that he meant they were just unbelievable. He said, I thought the, the guy was joking. He said, but he, he, I sat down and began to talk to him. I said, why do you do that? He said, well, he said it all started with, with he said, I remember exactly where it started. The first lie I ever told. He said, I, I, my, I was out there smoking some cigarettes. And he said, I ate a bunch of coffee trying to cover up my breath so my mama wouldn't find out. He said, but when I got home, my mama, you know, she, she said, son, what have you been doing? Amen, there's something about mamas. They just know, don't they? Amen, you young people know what I'm talking about. You think you got it all figured out and hid and amen, you covered it up real good, but that mama will find you out, buddy. Amen, and, and, and she, she knew he had been doing something. And she said, come here, let me smell your breath and smelled that coffee on his breath. And, and she said, what have you been doing? What you trying to cover up? You been out there smoking cigarettes? He said, oh no, mama. Amen, but, but he told Brother Branham, he said, amen, something in me was telling me that I ought to tell her the truth. He said, there, there's something down inside of me was telling me I ought to be honest with her about it. Amen. But he ignored that voice and he told her a lie. He said, Mama, I promise I ain't been smoking cigarettes. He said, and from that day to this, I can't stop lying. And Brother Brown said he told so many lies till he believed them himself. Amen. Think about it, friends. That's exactly, you just think one little innocent thing like that, if we could say it that way. Amen. That's where it started, but that ain't where it ends, see. Amen, just one little lie. Amen, just one little look. 
Amen. Think about this, brother. I'm talking about the, the maniac there of Gadir. Amen. He said, no doubt he was a sociable, God-fearing citizen. Once lived and he got with the wrong crowd and maybe just he just got married, had two or three little kids. Amen. But he got mixed up with the wrong group. And that's where many a young man and a young woman loses out. Getting mixed up with the wrong group, with wrong associates. See? Amen. And so one night they're taking him out and gave him a drink, said, oh, let's just play a little game or do this or gamble a little bit. It won't hurt nothing. And then the first devil entered him right there. Amen. And he went home and he had to tell his wife a lie. And the second devil entered him right there until he was possessed with a legion of devils. Could you imagine? Amen. You see what the prophet is saying? Amen. Amen. When he went down there to that place, he knew he had no business being. That's where the first devil come in. And then when he went home, instead of, amen, being honest and repenting, amen, amen, he told a lie about where he had been. And that's where the second devil come. Amen. Listen, friends, I'm telling you, it's a reality. This ain't just a story. Amen. This ain't just something, amen, that the prophet dreamed up. This is a reality. That's how, amen, you get in the shape you're in. Amen. Listen, friends, you can talk to any drug addict, any alcoholic, amen, any sinner out there in the world you want to talk to. Amen. They'll tell you, amen, amen, amen. They don't even know how they got in the shape they got in. Amen. They didn't wake up one day, amen, just a full-blown drunk. They didn't wake up one day, amen, just completely overtaken and addicted by drugs and all them kind of things. Amen. It all started so Somewhere. Amen. Maybe just with a little lie. Amen. Maybe just it started. Amen. By going to a certain website that you know you ain't got no business being on that. Amen. But amen. You take one look and the next thing you know. Amen. Instead of you coming and repenting and making that thing right. Amen. You got a lie about that. Amen. And then another devil comes in. Amen. And then after a while. Amen. You went so far. And you're so bound. Amen. By demons. Amen. That you could be in the very condition. Amen that legion found himself in and all oh, one night they take listen amen the, the prophet of God said amen that the devil amen kept on uh, 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 driving this man amen he drove him right on out into the tombs amen did you ever notice the devil likes to dwell in the tombs the devil stays around old dead places. Amen. And that don't include that don't exclude rather churches either. Amen. When they get cold, it becomes a devil's hangout. I say, oh God, amen. Don't ever let our churches get cold. Amen. Listen, friends, don't you never let your experience get cold. Amen. Don't you never, amen, let your, amen, your experience with God get cold. Amen. Because that's where the devil likes to hang around. Amen. But watch what the prophet of God said. And we see this poor old fella, legion out there, maybe once in a while. Like what Brother Brown said, once in a while he would come to himself. And he would just look and say, what am I doing here? Amen, look, amen, look, there's chains all around him and things like that and his body all cut up and the devil would throw him back into a spell and here he'd go and then maybe he'd come back around again and think, I got a wife and children somewhere and the first thing you know, the devil would pull him right back down into another spell and here he'd go. Amen, but think about it, it all started, amen, with one little lie. Amen, it all started, amen, just with one bad decision. Amen, think about it, that's just how it starts. Amen, and the devil will come to you, amen, like like the prophet of God said, amen, Eve made her mistake when she stopped and listened to the devil's lie. Amen. Listen, friends, James, the fourth chapter says, resist the devil. Amen. Listen, amen. The Bible tells us, what did James say? He says, submit yourself therefore to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
Amen. And Brother Brandon will pick it up in perfect faith. And he said, we're taught to resist the devil and he'll flee from us. Now, to resist him is simply to turn him down. Amen. Just resist him. That's why. Just walk away from it. Amen. Let me tell you, I think there's too many of us that's given the devil too much attention. Amen. And we're listening to him for too long. Amen. You're giving him too much of your time, friend. Amen. You ought to resist that devil. Amen. You ought to, amen, stand up against that devil. Amen. Just turn him down flat. Amen. Just walk away. Hallelujah. Amen. I tell you what, friends, anything that's trying to lead you away from God or His Word, amen, you ought to walk away from that thing. You ought to resist it. Amen. Cast it down. Don't listen to it. The greatest battle ever fought. Brother Bam says, see his tactic. See what he's trying to do. The first human being, he's trying to anoint that precious woman there, God's daughter, with unbelief in God's word. That's exactly what he's trying to get her to do. That's what he's trying to do to you, honey. Brother Brown's speaking to somebody in the audience there, a little girl that was sick, a sister that was sick. He said, that's what he's trying to get you to do, honey. What was he trying to do? Get her to doubt God's word. Listen, friends, I'm going to tell you, there's a battle going on. It's going on right now in this building, right here, right now, tonight. There's a battle going on. Amen. And Satan is trying, amen, to anoint you to, to unbelieve, to disbelieve God's word. Listen, friends, even right, every time you come to the house of God and the word is being preached, amen, the devil is right there. Amen. And he's sitting on your shoulder and he's telling you, amen, this ain't for you. And, amen. And, and you're never going to make it. And this ain't going to happen. Amen. But it's like Brother, Brother ba- Michael Bailey was telling you, amen, it's up to you. Are you going to believe that? Amen. Amen. The prophet of God said, you either got, you got an opportunity to accept it or reject it. Hallelujah. Amen. I encourage you to reject the lie of the devil. Listen, Brother Bam's going to teach you how to deal with it. He said, the only thing you have to do now, see, you're a free moral agent. You can accept it if you want to, but kick it out. See, Satan's army brings diseases, and God's army is commissioned to cast them out. There you are. Every time Satan throws any on, anything on to you, God's army is, is to cast it out. Amen. Cast out. That's the very technique that God used. Satan used the army of destruction to disbelieve God's word and set him up a better kingdom than Michael had. And God cast him out. Amen. God's method is to cast out evil, cast down reasoning, cast down superstitions, cast down worry, cast down diseases, cast down sin. Amen. You're above it. Resurrected in Christ Jesus, sitting in heavenly places. Every devil under your feet. And if he starts to stick his head up in there, amen, amen, what happened to one of them? Amen, one of them doubters when he got into heaven, God kicked him out. And what did he say to the soldiers that's raised in Christ? When a devil comes along, kick him out. Cast him out. Amen. Jesus trained his army and commissioned them to the ends of the world. Go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth, amen, not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. My soldiers in my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. Or if they drink any deadly thing, it won't harm them. And if they lay hands on the sick, the sick shall recover. Hallelujah. 
Amen. That's your commission. Let me just tell you, amen, you young people here tonight, amen, all, amen, you have to be to qualify for Mark 16 is a believer. You ain't got to be a prophet. You ain't got to be a preacher. You ain't got to be a deacon. Amen, all you got to be is a believer. Hallelujah. And I just tell you this, if you feel like me, sometimes you feel like a failure. Sometimes you feel like everything I touch falls apart. I know how you feel. I know how I feel. And the devil's always beating me up about it. Amen. But I tell you what, amen, some settled down in my heart, Brother Joe. I've told the devil before, devil, amen, you're right about a lot of things. I ain't nothing. I'm full of mistakes. I got all kind of problems. Amen. But I am a believer. Hallelujah. There's one thing settled in my heart tonight. I am a believer. And my Bible says, these signs shall follow them that believe. Hallelujah. If you're a believer, you're commissioned to cast the devil out. Hallelujah. Cast him out of your mind. When he comes with his thoughts. Amen. I'll tell you what. Amen. Every thought that's contrary to the word of God, that's a thought of the devil. That's not your thought. Amen. You're not the originator of that thought. And it didn't come from God. It came from Satan. Hallelujah. Amen. And God showed you. He didn't just tell you how to handle Satan. He showed you how to handle Satan. Hallelujah. Amen. Because when Satan, amen, began to try to build him a kingdom in heaven and overthrow Michael. Amen. Amen. What did God do? What did God do? Did God argue and debate? Did God say, let's have a conference and all get together and see who's right? Amen. Let's see who knows the most quotes and let's see who can quote the most scripture and let's see who's the deepest. And uh, no, God didn't do none of that. He just kicked him out, He just cast him down. Hallelujah. Amen. Showing you, amen, how to handle Satan. Amen. When he comes and brings his thought to your mind, cast it out. Listen, church. Amen. I'm telling you, young people, cast him out. Throw him out of your room. Hallelujah. Throw him out of your bedroom. Throw him out of your car. Throw him out of your home. Throw him out of the church. I, t- I know what I'm talking about. Amen. Sometimes you come to church and you think, man, it's, man, it's tight in here. Sometimes you come to church and you're thinking, I wish a song leader would do something. Or I wish somebody would do I wish somebody would, you know, get this thing moving. And all it is is, amen, there's just an old spirit sitting on the, on the service. And amen, somebody got their feelings hurt or somebody was arguing. I don't know what in the world happened. But amen, but somebody brought something with them. Amen. And, and there's just something heavy laying on it. You know what? Amen. But you're waiting on the song leader. And you're waiting on somebody else. And amen, you realize you've got the power in you. you you can change the outcome of every service. Hallelujah. Amen. Then sometimes, you know, you get to church and your favorite preacher ain't preaching and you're all discouraged and disappointed. And Amen. And uh, well, I, I better be careful right here, but amen. But you know what I'm talking about. And you come and you think, well, I'll tell you what, bless God, I ain't going to get nothing out of church tonight. Amen. Because, you know, that brother ain't never done nothing. I tell you what, don't you know you got the power in you? Amen. If that man's got any gift at all in his life, 
Amen. Amen. You've got the power in him. Make him preach. Hallelujah. And if, amen, and if your need ain't in his notes, you've got the power in you to pull him off of, your, of his notes, even to meet your need. You can change it. Amen. You can, amen, you can change the atmosphere. Yes, sir. I'm talking about young people. Amen. I believe that with all my heart. I've seen it. Amen. I, I tell you what. Amen. I, I love preaching to young people. Amen. I, I, I'm not, it don't make me nervous preaching to young people because, amen, I love preaching to young people. Amen. Because I remember, you know, and I was just telling Brother Daryl back here in the back, I said, man, it's crazy how th- time just goes because when I first took the church there in North Carolina and, and a little group there, there's a group of young people and them young people's done grown up. Now they're married and having kids. And, and I thought, man, what in the world happened? I said, if the, last, if the next uh, 10 or 11 years goes like the last, I'm going to turn around and be an old man one day. Amen. But, but you know, amen, but I tell you this. I tell you what, amen, was a revival in our church. Amen, them young people, there began to be a move of God among the young people. And they moved to the front row of that church. Amen, and I tell you what, I knew as a pastor, amen, there was one group I could depend on every service. Because they weren't caught up in all the disagreements and arguments. And amen, and they didn't know about the church splits and the problems and amen, and all the different doctrines around the message and all the arguments between everybody. Amen, they didn't know about none of that stuff. Amen, all they knew is they loved God. Amen, they loved His Word. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you tonight, don't you never lose that. Don't you never lose that as a youth of this message. Amen, don't you never get caught up in all the politics and the ins and outs and who's in and who's out and who's right. News wrong. What difference does that make tonight? Amen. If you love God and you love His Word, hallelujah, just come with an attitude. I come to worship my King. I come to worship my God. I'm not here, amen, rallying around a personality. I'm here, amen, rallying around the gift of God. Amen. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. What did God do? Kicked him out. <laughs> I love what Brother Brown said. The greatest battle is one of my favorite sermons. But he said, he talked about Grant, you know, General Grant. He said, how did he take Richmond? He said, just as he come to it. <laughs> Amen. And that's how he took, see, listen, that's how he took Richmond. And that's how God's soldiers take sin, sickness, just as they come to it. Amen. That's a way to overcome doubts and fears and things. When one rises, chop him down and say, move out of the way. Oh my, that's it. God cast them out like he did in hell. Our great chief captain showed us how it was done. What did Paul say? Amen. There in 2 Corinthians 10 and 5, he said, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought, amen, to the obedience of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. What's Paul telling you to do? Amen. When that, amen, when that reason begins to come, listen, friends, amen, that's the channel that the devil works through. Amen. He'll come right in through imaginations and reason. Amen. Memory. I know what I'm talking about. 
He'll use both the, the five senses, amen, which is see, taste, uh, smell, and hear, and all that. Amen. He'll use those five senses, amen, united together with the five senses of the Spirit, and you'll see something, and that'll trigger a memory. Or you'll smell something, and that'll trigger a, a memory. Or you hear something. Amen. You, uh, amen. I, I tell you, some of the older people will know what I'm talking about. Amen. You go to pumping gas at a gas station, you hear that old song, man. Amen. And it's a, <laughs> amen. You know, and you remember. Amen. That, that you hear it and you remember. Amen. That's where the devil will begin to work on you right there. He comes right through the channels of that. You know what you got to do? You got to recognize Satan and you got to recognize his tactics and you got to cast him down. You got to throw him out. You got to realize, amen, that didn't come from God. Hallelujah. That thought didn't come from God. Let me tell you something, church. Amen. If there's any thought, I'm just, I don't know why I'm here, but I feel to say it right now. If there's any thought coming in your mind telling you that this message ain't thus saith the Lord, that didn't come from God. Hallelujah. That's a lying devil, a lying spirit. I know the devil hates this message. Amen. But I want to tell you, amen, this message is Jesus Christ. This message is not, amen, just a bunch of doctrine. This message is not the mind of a Kentucky boy. This message comes from the throne of God. It's the very mind of Christ revealed to you and I. And it's got a power in it that can deliver, amen, that can make free. Hallelujah. It's got a power in it that's going to change our bodies. No wonder the devil hates it. I can tell you right now, anything comes along, begins to try to put doubt in your mind about this message. It didn't come from God. And I'll tell you what you need to do, cast it out. Say, well, I think probably what we ought to do is research. I know you better not. Stay out of that junk. Listen, friends. I mean, we don't need no research. Are we... I, I just feel like preaching. Amen. I'm way off my notes, but y'all making it. I done told you you had the power to do it, so you're doing it. Amen. But I'm telling you this, and hi, friends, listen. Amen. We ain't trying to figure out whether this message is right or not. We ain't trying to figure out, amen, tonight. We're, brother, we are not here, amen, to vindicate the message of the hour. It's done been vindicated. Hallelujah. And God has already put a seal of approval upon it. I tell you this, amen, when God come behind that little prophet and backed up the words that he said, he was putting his stamp of approval on this message. And I say this, anything that God approves, I approve it to. And anything that God will say amen to, I also will put my voice and my amen with the amen of God this message is truth let me try to get into a few things here and we're just going to move on and try to let God have his way I love this because Brother Bannon will begin to say you know, from that time. He, begins to, he starts out by showing how people got in the shape that they were in. And, you know, as I've already said, told a little lie here, took that drink over here. But then Brother Daryl begins to turn it around. And he begins to show, he begins to take all kind of examples through the scripture. I love this one here because Brother Brown talks about a leper that was laying at the gate one day. 
And he said all the remedies of medicine could not heal him. His sores had gotten so great till his hands was beyond raising up anymore. And his feet, could hardly he could hardly drag them. His case was hopeless. But he met God one day coming out of the gate. And he fell down and said, If thou will, thou can make me clean. Hallelujah. Amen. And listen. Amen. And he said, speaking of Jesus, I will be thou clean. And from that time, hallelujah, he didn't have no more leprosy. Amen. Listen, friends. Amen. That man, remember, leprosy represents sin. Is that right? And that man, amen, was in such a case, in such a situation that Brother Brown said his hands couldn't lift up no more. You know what he said? Amen, he was so overtaken with the leprosy, amen, of sin in his life, amen, that there was such a condemnation, if I could just use it this way, that he couldn't lift his hands in church. His feet was so tore up, amen, with, the, with that disease, amen, that he could not, he had to drag himself, amen, he was beyond all hope, amen, but one day he met Jesus, and he said, I believe if you will, you can make me whole, if you will, you can heal me, if you will, you can clean me up, and Jesus just looked at him and said, I will. Hallelujah, be thou whole. Listen, friends, he didn't need a six-week revival. He didn't need, amen, nobody pouring no buckets of oil on him. He didn't need nothing but the word of the Lord. He just said, I believe if you will, you can. And Jesus said, I will. Amen, may it be done. Is there anybody in here tonight that believes that Jesus could change your life? I don't care what kind of situation you're in. I don't care how bad it is. How many believes that he, if he will, he can? Hallelujah. Well, let me tell you, he will. He's here and he said, I will. Believe it and receive it. Hallelujah. Brother Bam, he, he, he starts talking about blind Bartimaeus. He said, and there he was sitting there, he blind. You know what, brother, brother Tim? Blind Bartimaeus, he... He was, he heard. The Bible said he heard. Listen, I love this. Because he couldn't see Jesus. But somebody told him that Jesus is near. And brother, he didn't have to see him. He believed because he heard a message. Somebody was telling him, the man that can help you is right, he's in reach. He's close by. Listen, friends, you ain't got to see. Amen. I, I believe people can see lights, and I believe people can see visions, and I believe people can see, amen, a, a, a visible manifestation. I believe people seen the pillar of fire and the angel of the Lord. I ain't trying to preach against none of that, but you ain't got to see him to believe. Amen. Believe this he's in the building tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. You say, brother, what do you mean? I believe he's here because he promised to be here. Oh, friends, if, I, if he would show himself in a visible way, we would all rejoice. Amen. And thank God for that. Remember, I'm not preaching against that. How many loves to feel God? How many's ever felt God? Amen. Amen. You, have you felt God? How many loves to feel God? 
Amen. And we believe, amen, that God will come sometimes and we thank God for them blessings and he comes down and that's a great blessing to be able to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. But I'm telling you this, whether I see him or whether I feel him, it don't make no difference to me tonight. Amen. My Bible says where two or three are gathered together in my name, there will I be in the midst. Amen. So if I don't see nothing and I don't feel nothing, I can still declare to you tonight that he is here. Hallelujah. The one that can help you is in the building tonight. And as soon as they told blind Bartimaeus, Jesus is near, he cried out, that son of David, have mercy on me. Listen, friends, the prophet shows it very clearly. There was all kind of things going on. There was all kind of noise. Amen. Jesus didn't hear him with his natural ears. Amen. But blind Bartimaeus was not crying out. Amen. Just with a loud voice, although I believe he was. Amen. But I believe that he was crying out in the spirit. And the Bible says that Jesus stood still. The cry of that blind man stopped Jesus in his tracks. And Jesus stood still. And Jesus told him, what did he do? He bid him come. And the Bible said he leapt to his feet, cast off his garment. (laughs) Oh, friends. Amen. He made his way to Jesus. And let me just say this to you tonight. Amen, because blind Bartimaeus is known in the scripture as blind Bartimaeus. Amen, but that was only a name that was attached to him because of a condition. That is not who he was. Amen, I can show you examples all through the scripture. Amen, Rahab, the harlot. Amen, Thomas, doubting Thomas. Amen, Legion was known as Legion. Amen, that was not his name. Amen, that was a name attached to him because of a condition. Amen, but when they met Jesus, hallelujah, amen, when blind Bartimaeus met Jesus, the blind part had to fall off because brother, amen, once he come in contact with Jesus, he was no longer blind Bartimaeus. He was simply Bartimaeus, hallelujah, and they may have tasked all kind of names on you and rightfully so, but that ain't who you are tonight. That's only representing a condition that you may be in, but I want to tell you something tonight. If you can ever meet Jesus, amen, that part, that attack part, amen, that identification of your condition will have to fall off hallelujah amen, doubting Thomas once he reached out and touched them nail scarred hands, he was no longer doubting Thomas, he was now a believing son of the most high God brother, he reached out and touched his hand and he said, Jesus my Lord and my God When Rahab come in contact with the God of Israel, she wasn't no harlot no more. Oh, no, she was elevated to the very lineage of Jesus Christ. Come on, church. Don't you let the devil identify who you are. Don't you let this world attach no name on you. Come on, friends. That ain't who you are. I know the devil come along and try to tell you. I know he's trying to attach all, every, every kind of 
uh, uh, name, amen, to your life because of a condition perhaps or, 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 or some kind of situation or circumstance. Amen, but I tell you what, amen, if you ever meet Jesus one time, amen, there's some other things that'll be attached to your name. Hallelujah. Amen. You won't be a blind Bartimaeus. Amen. But, amen, you'll be an overcomer. Hallelujah. Amen. There'll be some other things attached to your name. Like an overcomer. Like a believer. Like invincible. Hallelujah. Do you believe that tonight? Brother Brown talking about this this maniac of Gadira he says this young man no doubt a good citizen of the, of, the, of the country he said but he was so bad till the prison house couldn't hold him they bound him with chains he had a legion of devils in him they, he could break the chains and free himself Drove him out to the graveyard where he stayed. Took, amen, he was so mean he had cut his own self. Terrible fella. Spells would leave him. No doubt he'd think, what am I doing here? Any, any of you ever get so wrapped up in things and, and you know you're going the wrong way, but you know it's just like it seems like it's out of your control. But then every now and then you just, you begin to think, how did I get in this situation? How did I get here? Someone begins to speak to you and you know this ain't what I'm supposed to be. This is not who I am. There's a young man back home and I'm not gonna, I'll be careful how I say things, but you know, he's been battling a long time and but just the other day, you know, I believe he had one of them moments. He's out there all caught up, you know, and been raised right and sat in church. And I'm going to tell you, we done claimed him. I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity and tell y'all, you done been claimed. You can run if you want to, but you won't outrun it. I mean, you got, you got pastors that's claimed you. You got family that's claimed you. You got mamas and daddies that's put you under a token. You can run, but I guarantee you ain't going to outrun it. But this young man, he just come to himself for a moment and he began realizing, and, and the Lord spoke to him and said, begin to tell him, deal with his heart. And he began to deal with him and said, you need to witness to this boy, this certain boy that he'd been hanging out with, just a sinner boy. Now I'm not going to get into a lot of detail here because I, I want to be careful and respect his, this young man. But, but you know what? His daddy was telling me, he said when he started telling, telling this, he he finally gave into it, Brother Joe, and he, he's riding back with this boy, this boy they've known, you know, been hanging out with this boy, just a old sinner boy, and, and uh, he, he's riding down the road, he said, I need to talk to you. He said, I need to tell you who I really am. Even in the shape he was in, he knew this ain't who I really am. Amen. Listen, amen. You, you have the moments you come to yourself. That's what Brother Brown was saying. What's happening with him? He would come to himself. He'd say, How did I get here? And Brother Brown began to talk about that soul was crying out. And I, I just think this is amazing because, listen, I don't even believe for the most part that, that this man was even consciously crying out to God. 
Like, I, I don't believe that he was, you know, with his mouth or, or you know, he may not even been even kneeling down and praying. Amen. That's, but, but yet down in him somewhere deep down in there, that soul was crying out. Hallelujah. Even though his mind was completely overtaken by the devil. Amen. The devil couldn't have that soul. Hallelujah. Amen, I'll give you an example of that quickly. Amen, Brother Brown was over in Africa. Amen, one time, and amen, there when he was there in Africa in a great meeting, and you'll remember, amen, Brother Branham, they brought this boy up on the, on the platform, and remember, Brother Daryl, he's being led like a dog with a chain around his neck, and he was walking like an animal. And Brother Branham, amen, said that boy was in that condition, had been in that condition all his life. Amen, and completely out of his mind, this young boy. Amen, but when they brought that boy up on the platform, you know what Brother Branham said? He said that he, amen, that boy in that condition... Amen was, was, was thinking about his brother who had been crippled by falling off of a goat or something. Amen. And he was a crippled boy. And that boy, listen, friends, he couldn't even stand up. He could not even talk. He could not even walk. He went completely out of his mind. Amen. But that just goes to show you. Amen. The devil may have your mind, but he'll never have your heart. Hallelujah. If you belong to God, amen, there's certain things that the devil may be able to take control love but he cannot have that predestinated seed that boy in that condition had his brother on his heart brother Brown saw a vision called the boy out the boy was healed the crippled boy his brother then brother Brown saw that boy the boy that was on the platform standing up he turned and he said oh, I love that I love that testimony Amen, because he turned back to that boy. Amen, with that authority of the word of God. He had seen a vision. He said, thus saith the Lord. Amen, the boy will be healed. Amen, delivered. Amen, and I remember this. Brother, Brother Daryl, amen, the boy didn't have the strength to stand. Amen, so Brother Branham reached down and he took hold of that chain that they had around that boy's neck. And he said, I reached down and took hold of that chain and lifted him up. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, when he began to stand on his feet, I seen tears running down his face. I seen that. And there he stood for the first time, clothing his right mind. I'll tell you what, friends. Amen. This is an insane age. Hallelujah. It's overcome with insanity. It's an age of neurotics. Amen. And the devil would love to destroy your mind. But I want to tell you, there is an answer for the insanity of this age. And it's Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I believe he's in the building tonight and he'll reach down his hand. Amen. And take hold of the chain of bondage that might be on your life and lift you up. I believe you can be delivered tonight. You believe it's true? Brother, Brandon, I'm talking about this boy, this young man. Or this, this man in this condition. I love this because he said that soul crying out to God. Think about this. Jesus left great revivals across land and sea to heal one boy, to, to deliver one, one. Listen, the whole revival in that country, the only thing that come out of it was one man delivered. You know what? He was delivered, and when they found him, the Bible says he was clothed, 
Because remember, he, the Bible speaks of how he had, in this condition, he had stripped himself naked. Brother Brown uses that to show the insanity of this age. They're naked and they don't know it. Amen. And, and here he is in this condition, but as soon as he meets Jesus. Amen. I love this, Brother Darrell, because you know what? Even Jesus, even, the, the, even them demons recognized him. And one place in the scripture says, they said, why do you come to torment us before the time? They recognized him. And then they even pleaded with him, amen, give us somebody, somebody to enter into. Amen, they, they, they looked over and he saw a herd of swine over there on the hill. And, he, and, and, they, and they, they asked Jesus, can we go and enter into them? And, and I love it in one account of the, in the gospel there, he just simply says one word, go. Hallelujah. Amen, that's all it takes, friends. Let me just tell you this tonight. Amen. That man had a legion of devils in him. Completely insane. Look at the condition that he was in. And one word from Jesus. He was completely delivered. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus didn't have to preach a two-hour sermon. Amen, he didn't have to stand there and pray and pray and pray. Amen, he just stood there with the authority. Amen, as a son of God. Amen, and he stood there and said, go. And the devils went. Hallelujah. And they went over and got in them swine. And the swines run off a cliff and drowned themselves in the sea. And, and, and when they found this man, he was clothed in his right mind. And everything, all the testimony that they had heard and what had happened Proved to be true. So you know what they done? They all got together and they said, we want, now, now Jesus, just clear your schedule because we want you over at our church next week. And, 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 and we want you to come hold a revival for us and, and we want you to come down here and we got all kind of people and, and we need to go over here and I, I can think about uh, 15 people right now that's really got all kind of problems and, 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 and you know, we're going to bring them to Jesus. Read your Bibles. They asked him to leave. Jesus had just performed a great miracle and a man had been delivered, amen, of all these devils and the condition that he was in. And you know what the response that he got from the people? They asked him to leave. They invited him to leave. You know what Brother Brown said? He said they, they didn't want them no revival in their country, amen, because it was gonna cost them too much. He, they didn't want no revival, amen. He said it was gonna cost them some hogs, it was going to cross them some pigs. Amen. Listen, friends, there's a lot of people in the same condition today. They don't want a move of God in their church. They don't want a revival to come down. Amen. It's going to cost them too much, and it will cost you something. It'll cost you pride. It'll cost you, oh, yes, sir. Amen. It's going to cost you something. But I tell you this, I'd rather have a revival. I'd rather, amen, have a move of God, whatever it costs. Hallelujah. Is there anybody with me tonight? I say, whatever the cost may be, I'm willing to pay the price. Let there be revival in the house of God. Let souls be delivered. Let the sick be healed. Let somebody get the Holy Ghost. Listen, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to close, but 
I'm just going to tell you this tonight. You can't meet God and remain the same. You know, Brother Brown teaches us something very powerful. He says, every time you come together, even like this, you're changed. You cannot leave the same way you came. You got, you, you're either going to leave better or you're going to leave worse. How many believe that's true? Amen. How many would like to just make, a, make up your mind tonight and go ahead and make a decision right now? I'm going to leave here better. I'm going to leave here better. I'm going to leave, amen, with more of God. I'm going to leave with a closer walk. I'm going to leave here, amen, with a, with a, with a renewing and a refreshing and a, re, and, a, and, a, and a more consecrated, dedicated uh, uh, life in, in the Holy Ghost. Because you can't leave the same. You cannot meet God and stay the same. You know what Brother Brown said? He said, one day yonder on Calvary when God met death. He said, God and death met face to face. And when life and death come together, that's when life, Christ, pulled the stinger out of death. And since that time, death hadn't had no stinger in it. He said, I'm so glad of that. Death and God met together, and death hasn't been the same since. Amen. It ain't got no stinger to it no more. A Christian believer can walk right into the face of it and say, oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is your victory? They both met God, and they ain't been the same since. Hallelujah. And no man can be the same. Nothing can be the same once it meets God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, friends, if God's got the power that he can even change death, amen, I believe he can change you tonight. Amen. And once you meet God, you'll never be the same. I, if y'all give me a little bit of liberty, I got to say this tonight. Amen. There's a lot of things that might happen when you meet God. Amen. You might speak in tongues. You might not. You might dance. You might not. You might shout. You might not. I believe in all them things. Amen. But you might do that. You might not. You might cry. You might not. But if you ever meet God one time, amen, your life will be different. Your desire will be different. Hallelujah. You'll be changed. Hallelujah. That is not optional. That is a fact. Listen. In closing, Moses said, I mean, I'm sorry, Brother Brown, I'm talking about Moses, brother. Amen. He said, he's talking about Moses and how Moses met uh, the pillar of fire. He said, when a man meets God, something takes place. He said there was a time when a man had been trained in all the wisdom, all the theology of the Word of God. He knew it by letter. He'd been to school. He had all the degrees. He was so smart until he could teach the Egyptian soldiers and their teachers. He knew it all by letter, but he was a coward with it. Run out there and went on the backside of the desert herding sheep. But there come a time when God met him there in a burning bush. And from that time on, Moses was changed because he met God in a burning bush. And face to face with God, he couldn't be the same anymore. 
Oh my, when a man or a woman, I don't care how many vows you make or how many new pages you turn until you meet God and you will not be changed. But once you ever meet God, amen, then you're changed forever. And it didn't only change Moses. It changed Israel. It changed Egypt. It changed the world at that time because one man met God and took him at his word. Oh, friends, amen, do you hear what the prophet is saying? Amen, the whole world was changed in the time of Moses because one man met God and took him at his word. Listen, friends, I'm gonna tell you something. Amen, you don't even realize what could happen in a meeting like this. If you, one of you young people, could really meet God face to face and have an experience with the God of this Bible, amen, it won't only change you, it'll change your home, it'll change your family, it'll change your church, it'll change your, oh listen, it'll change your friends, amen, you don't even realize amen, the power of it, amen and because one man met God and took him at his word Moses the coward the one that was running hallelujah had been changed and from that time he become a servant of the Lord listen, it always works that way when God Meets man, things are changed. I was listening to Brother Wayne Lawson preaching on it, preaching about Moses, and he was preaching away. And I just thought it was so powerful the way he put it. He said, "Listen," he said, "When Moses, when Moses walked away from that burning bush, Brother Joe, he was carrying the same stick. Listen, God didn't give him that stick at the burning bush. He already had it in his hand." It was the same old stick. Brother Brown called it a crooked stick. It was the same stick. Israel was still captive. Pharaoh was still Pharaoh. The Egyptian army was still the same army. Listen, every condition, everything, every circumstance that was before the burning bush was the same circumstance after the burning bush. The only thing that changed was a heart that was in that prophet. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me just say this tonight. Amen. Amen. If God would change you tonight by the power of his word and by the power of the Holy Ghost, amen, when you walk out of them doors, the same problems you had yesterday will still be there. Amen. The same circumstances that you had will still be right there, but there will be something different. Amen. Because if God can change you, it'll change the whole thing. Hallelujah. Amen. You'll have the same battles, but now you'll have the victory. Amen. Because the overcomer will be in the inside. And my Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Listen, friends, the pull of the world will still be there. But there'll be something different because there'll be another pull. And the other pull will be greater than the pull of the world. Hallelujah. If God can change you, it'll change everything. You believe it tonight? And let me just say this. Brother Brown said five minutes as the musicians come tonight. Five minutes in the presence of God did more for Moses than 40 years of training. Five minutes. You know what Brother Brown said? He said what Moses lacked was in the burning bush. 
the burning bush had what Moses lacked. Tell you something else is very powerful. The fire that was in that bush didn't stay in the bush. But the fire that was in that bush got in Moses. And Brother Bram, in one place, he would tie it together, and he said, because every one of us, listen, friends, because I'm just going to tell you this tonight. Brother Bram said, no man should stand behind this sacred desk and preach the gospel until he's met God on the backside of the desert and had his own burning bush experienced. Amen. No man has a right. That's what Brother Brown, he didn't, listen, you ain't got a right to stand. But there's another place Brother Brown said you shouldn't even call yourself a Christian until you also have had an experience face to face with God. And one place Brother Brown would tie together, he said the burning bush experience to us is the true baptism of the Holy Ghost. Listen, friends, amen, I'm going to tell you this tonight. It's available to you. You can meet God tonight. Amen, you can meet him in this church. Amen, you can meet him in a, in a bedroom. You can meet him. Amen, God will meet you. He met Moses. Amen, you know what Brother Brown said? Brother Darrell, I love how Brother Brown would put it. Amen, he was walking down an old familiar path. Just an ordinary day. Walking down an old familiar path. But he saw a sight. He saw something caught his attention. Is that right? Something caught his attention. He said, I believe I'll turn aside and see. Brother Bram said, as he began to approach, he said, he come with the right attitude. He said, and if you'll approach God, listen, friends, it ain't got to be a special meeting. It might just be a Wednesday night service. And you're walking down an old familiar path. Maybe you didn't even want to come to church that night. And Mama said, get up, boy. We're going to church. And just walking down an old familiar path. And then all of a sudden, but something catches your attention. Something begins to attract you. Something begins to speak to your heart. You turn aside to see. You know what, Brother Branham? He's talking about that, that young girl. He said probably 20, 25 years old. He walked in that room where all them, he said peop, people in the conditions they were in, insane and straight jackets, everything else. I love how Brother Branham tells this testimony. He says, he says something very powerful in it. He says, she walks up to him and begins to talk to him and he said, he looked around and he said, and all, all the people in the shape there and he said, I don't know hardly where to start. And that little girl looked at her, that young lady looked at him and said, sir, why don't you start with me? Maybe that'd be somebody in here tonight. Maybe that'd be your attitude. The Lord passing through the room just now and is anybody here who just want to say Lord just start with me she said can I talk to you a little while and tell you a little bit about my story she begins to talk to him and he listens to her and she begins to share all the things that she'd went through and she tried to get help and then she just ended up right back in the same condition she is in she tried this way and went this direction and Religion had failed her. 
Are you hearing me tonight? Religion had failed her. Medicine had failed her. Doctors had failed her. She didn't seem like there was no hope. Brother Abraham looked at her and said, you're a beautiful girl. Wouldn't you desire to be a mother and be a wife? And she said, oh yeah, yes, Brother Abraham, I'd love to do those things. But who would have me? Who would want to, who would, who would take me? He began to talk to her about the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, the blood of Jesus Christ has got the power in it to take you back. Listen, I want to tell you this tonight. She got in that shape by one little drink, see. And it just started and went from that to and one devil become two and two become three. And, but just as sure as that started somewhere, her deliverance started. When a man of God come in the room and begin to speak to her about the blood of Jesus. He said, why don't you kneel down and pray? She knelt down there a little while and she began to pray and Brother Brown said she prayed a little while and got up and said, Brother Brown, I think I'm, I'm going to be better now. She said, I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better. I'm gonna, I believe that. Brother Brown said, oh no. He said, that's church. Just, that's just turning over a new page. See, that's just... He said, no. He said, that ain't going to do it. He said, why don't, why don't you just pray some more? She got back down there and began to pray. And he said he went on and started praying for some other people and ministering to other needs in the room. He said, and then a little while, I'd come back over there where she was. And he said, she come up that time, Brother Darrell. He said, tears just running down her face. Something was different. He said, now there it is right there now. He said, and from that time, it was changed. He said, she's married now and got some little children. Let me tell you something very powerful, friend. This Bible tells me that my God is no respecter of persons. And you know what? prophet comes along and he, and, and he says something very powerful to us and I believe it tonight if God did it one time and he's an unchanging God with unchanging ways if he done it one time amen then he is obligated to do it again and if anybody will meet him on the same grounds amen with the same attitude amen then God being a just God he's got to give you the same results Amen. If God ever delivered one time, He's got to do it again tonight. If He changed a life one time, He's got to do it again tonight. Amen. If He healed somebody one time and He remains God, He's got to do it again tonight. Do you believe that's true? Amen. How many just want to say tonight as we stand to our feet, is there somebody who want to say, Lord, just start with me tonight. Just start with me tonight. Anybody needs prayer, you're welcome to come. Amen. I wonder if we can sing that. I feel the pull. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And 
is awesome. Oh, awesome. My God is awesome. Today I am forgiven. His grace is why I'm living. Forever He will reign. My God is awesome. Savior of the whole world, giver of salvation, by His stripes I am healed. My God is awesome, He's awesome, He's awesome, He's awesome. He's mighty, He's mighty, He's mighty, He's mighty, He's awesome, He's awesome, my deliverer, He's my deliverer, yes, He's awesome, He's awesome. He's awesome, He heals me when I'm broken, strength where I've been weakened, forever He will reign. My God is awesome, He's awesome, He's awesome, He's awesome. God is awesome, Savior of the whole, giver of salvation, by His stripes I am healed. My God is awesome, He's awesome.
yes, it's fine. I've met the author of the story, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. I'm, can I get faster? I can see the light. I'm so glad he changed me. Darkness held me. There is a name that's written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. I've met the author of my story, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. Sin had left me blind. Open my eyes can see the light. I'm so glad He changed me. Now I'm walking free. I've got the victory. It's all over me. I'm so glad He changed me. See, now a new creation Christ. The old has gone. There is a name that's written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. I've met the author of my story, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. It's a name that's written. Yes, it's mine. I've met the author of my story. It's mine. Yes, it's mine. It's lost in shame, could not get past my blame until he called my name. I'm so glad he changed me. Darkness held me down, but Jesus pulled me out. No longer bow. I'm so glad he changed me. See, I'm now a new creation in Christ. The old has gone into I live by faith, not by sight. There is a name that's written down in glory. Yes, it's mine. I've met the author of my story, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. Sin had left me blind, but Jesus opened my eyes. I can see the light. I'm so glad he changed the darkness in free. I've got the victory all over me I'm so glad he changed me see I'm
on my side. There is a name that's written down in glory, and it's mine. Yes, it's mine. I've met the author of my story, and he's mine. Yes, he's mine. It's mine, yes, it's mine. We fall down. Father, 
that time on think of that one all those that turned away from him when he brought the word but there was those that when the word came forth from that time on they followed him there's many of you here tonight there's some of y'all could remember when you got the Holy Ghost some can't some of them God's just stilled in your soul that by revelation that you have it there's some that can remember that time when God put his life in you and sealed that life in you to the day of your redemption. You could remember where you was, what you were doing, how it felt, and from that time, but from that time till today, 
Satan has talked to you every day. He's made you doubt that every day. He's told you you didn't get healed. I don't know how many times I've had youth come up to me and say, Brother Joe, I don't, I don't, I don't think I got the Holy Ghost. I got prayed for it. I don't think I got the Holy Ghost. Listen to a lie of the devil. Don't listen to one thing that Satan's got to say to you. You can tell him. You take him back to that time and you say, Satan, you remember from that time. From that time. It might have been last year. Might have been the last camp meet you went to. Might have been the prayer line you went through. But you can point him. And if you can't point him there, you point him to Calvary. That's where it happened. Because Jesus said, those that walked away from him, Jesus, Jesus told them, I'm going to go away in a little bit. They turned around and walked away from him. And he told them, he said, I'm, I'm going away soon. He said, but I'll come again. I'll be with you and I'll be in you to the end of the world. That was a promise. He didn't give you any instructions to do that. Say, so you got to do this. You've got you to live this way. You've got to say this. He said, it's a free gift. It's a free gift. So if you leave tonight without it, that's not his fault. He's offering it to you. He wants to give it to you more than you want it. Me and Brother Josh was talking last night about young people wanting the Holy Ghost. They think it's so hard. They think it's some special remedy that you've got to get, to get the Holy Ghost. Like I said, brother, uh, God wants to give it to you more than you want it. You just have to desire it more than anything else in your life. Anything you have in your life that you enjoy, that you like, that you want. When you get to the point where you desire the Holy Ghost more than the greatest thing you desire, you'll have it. That's a promise. That's a promise. God's never failed one time. He's never slipped up one time. He's never made one mistake. And he's got the easiest remedy to salvation and eternal life that there's ever been. So I urge you tonight, make that your main goal. Whether it's tonight, whether it's tomorrow, the next day, whatever your purpose, you wake up with that. My main goal in life, in this life, is to receive his life in here. Nothing else matters. Because anything else that you would possess that you hold so dear, you're not taking it with you. That's the only thing that you'll take with you when you leave. I didn't mean to preach Brother Josh, so, but thank you all for coming. Give Brother Josh a hand. That was wonderful. <laughs> I can't wait till the old people get to hear Brother Josh tomorrow. They're in for a treat. So thank you all for coming tonight. We got um, stuff over there to eat. The sisters have um, graciously fixed us some more snacks and foods to eat over there. So that's yours to enjoy. Um, we're going to pray over the food in a minute. But whenever Brother Rob says it's time to go home, we go home. He's got to have his, his rest. So, But uh, well, Dave, if you will, come up here. I want you to pray over the food for us, buddy. Let's bow our heads. 
Your gracious Heavenly Father, we approach your throne humbly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for these great messages that we've heard over this weekend, interruptions, and from that time, Lord, we pray that we can really have that testimony that from that time, things were different. Father, we ask that you bless the food and sanctify it to our bodies. Bless those that are traveling home tonight, all through all the world in different Labor Day meetings as well, Father. Keep us all safe. Be with us in the service tomorrow, Father. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We'll just sing this as we go. Prayer request of my Father. In the town of Bethlehem, God came down to visit me. Wasn't that love? Wasn't that love? More than robe of flesh. Wasn't that love? Wasn't that love? Wasn't that
sing this as you go. Every praise is to our God. Every word of worship in one accord. Every praise, every praise is to our God. Sing hallelujah to our God. Glory hallelujah is to our God. Every praise, every praise is to our God. God, my Savior, God, my healer, God, my deliverer. Yes, He is. Yes, He is. Every praise is to our God. Yes, he 